Happy New Year. The bend starts now. Welcome to The Bend. I am your host, Rebecca Warner, or Beck, as you have all gotten to know me. Glad you could join us here in 2021. A huge thank you to those who brought you today's show, Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV. Join Team UOA every week for exciting action in the crosshairs of the outdoors. Wolf Auctioneers. Mickey's Mustard. Are you feeling hot and sassy? Downtown Threads. Ranch House Coffee, Loeb's Lake Oahe Guide Service, RFD TV, RFD TV Now, and the Cowboy Channel. Visit CowboyChannelPlus.com to sign up and start streaming today. Get a hold of me anytime at 305-900-BEND. That is 305-900-2363. Or drop me an email at bendradioshow at gmail.com. Happy New Year's, everybody. As we wrapped up 2020, I just wanted to throw out, remember some of us, we had a photo contest and we announced the winner. Well, there's a runner up. And I want to say congratulations to Doug Owie from North Dakota. He sent a terrific photo and I'd love all of you to check it out on our Facebook page at The Ben Show. This picture is very near and dear to my heart. So check it out at The Ben Show. We survived 2020, all the holiday festivities, family, in-laws, and outlaws, and are now ready to rush into 2021 with adventures. And with so many of you having to possibly be isolated and unable to travel, I can only assume that you are itching to get out and try new things. That is the adventurous and exploring nature of so many of us. But word of caution, trying something new, especially on the mountain, in the snow, and in the back country. Around our first bend is Amanda Slagle. Amanda grew up in the Wolf Creek, Colorado area, southwest Colorado and northwest New Mexico region to kind of help you follow along, where her backyard was literally her playground. She is an avid snowboarder, downhill, Nordic, and cross-country skier, snowshoeing, snowbiking. Amanda, thank you for taking some time out of your busy schedule to visit with us. Love hearing how active you have been and continue to be. Huge wintertime resume of the sports. But you are also a wilderness first responder. You have been trained in wilderness first aid. You are a trauma nurse. Very impressive. We will get to a few backcountry safety tips and areas of consideration in just a moment. I have to ask you this question to start. Have you competed in any of these winter sport activities? Oh, I did snowboarding quite a bit. Um, Nordic skiing, I did quite a bit of Nordic skiing, which is pretty difficult. I I love all that for cross training. Yeah, so, and then I did a lot of mountain bike races in the wintertime. That's what's great about where I grew up and lived is, you know, you're in the high desert, but you're also in the mountains. So that was what was awesome. Literally, I have videos on Facebook where I was snowboarding on a Saturday, like in fresh powder all around me and the next day I was ripping it on a dirt bike trail on a single track in northwest New Mexico and that's 90% of the thing I don't think people feel like they're confident to get out and do it but here's the deal I wasn't really good at snowboarding until I was 35 
36. So, you know, I mean, half of the battle is just really getting out and doing it. You know, just be cautious with what you're doing and know where you're going. And I can tell you this, you can get out of bounds real fast on the backside of a mountain. Number one, unless you can really board or ski, you're not going to get to the backside anyway, which is kind of a good fell-proof thing. But also, once you get past that backside and you get off on the backside, things can get hairy fast. So, you know, there's lots of ways to explore. Like, if you're new to it, trails, I mean, I just... I hate to say for people to get too far out in the back country without being properly equipped. That you know? is and great a lot of- advice, actually, because I know people from the National Avalanche Center, they're actually already starting to put out warnings saying if you have not taken a class, if you are not properly prepared to mm-hmm. please don't go out there if you're a novice you know start out with the trails start out with your local ski resorts yeah and i mean there's a lot of a lot of situations like up and you know if you're doing you know big time snowboarding helicopter drops you know snowboarding up in, in silverton colorado which is like really epic backcountry snowboarding i mean but you also have to go through avalanche class and you have to have an avalanche pack and you have to have all the right equipment just be aware of your surroundings because it can go fast the wrong way, especially if it starts snowing. So, yeah, that country is great, but respect Mother Nature. That's one thing. Mother Nature is not afraid to remind us who's in control. She oh, definitely no. has no problem snapping her fingers or cracking that whip to put us back in line. Absolutely. We used to go through a three-week outdoor survival course in the snow in Silverton for air care. So they would make us live up there and we had to build snow tents because if you go in on a helicopter to rescue somebody, you know, fly them out and you guys go down, you might have to, you might be stuck in the mountains. Mm-hmm. You might be the victims. So no, I just think people have to respect mother nature for sure. I've done the avalanche stuff. I'm, you know, I've got the packs and all that, but yeah, it's, that's the scary thing. And it does. Cause I mean, I've even been snowboarding sometimes and got out of bounds like at Wolf Creek in a snow, in a storm. Mm. It's different. It's different when you get on that lift at 9,000 feet and then you get up there at the top to go on the backside of Wolf Creek. It's 14,000 feet. Wow. So you can be on, you can have a sunny, beautiful day. When you get on the lift at the bottom of the mountain, when you get off it's at the top, it's a whole other world. There, it's a whole other world, and you can't see two inches in front of you. That's why I said ninety percent of people think they want to do backcountry, but like at Wolf Creek, they couldn't even get to the backside, and it's scary because it can go wrong fast. And I mean, this, the weather can change so fast up there that you can be having a beautiful sunny day, and in minutes you can't see two inches in front of your face. Great words of encouragement and wanting all of us to be safe. Amanda, thank you again. On that note, our next guest also lives and breathes the backcountry. He has a passion that started as a child, which cleared a path for him to become an avalanche scientist. You don't want to miss it. We will be back with more of The Bend right after this. In the field, on the farm, or in the saddle, we're right there with you in your pocket, on your phone, and everywhere you go. 
RFD TV now. Current ag reports, geo-targeted weather, live streaming 24-7, and our full collection of shows you love at the tip of your finger. At less than $10 a month, it's the cheapest tool on the farm. Download the app today and start watching RFD TV now. This is Sean McCoy with Mickey's Mustard. If you're like me, you love your condiments. So, are you feeling hot and sassy? Digging something sweet and zesty? Mickey's Mustard has it all. Mickey's is 100% all-natural mustard sauce made with banana peppers. And get this, it's fat-free to boot. Shop at Mickey's. That's M-I-C-K-E-Y-S. Mickey'sMustard.com. Ain't nothing like it, and it's straight from the heart of Texas. I love this stuff. I ate the whole bottle in like two days. Whether it is a dream rifle or one for the collection, Wolf Auctioneers has become my go-to for all firearm and collectible auctions. Wolf Auctioneers offers convenient online bidding and shipping across the United States to your favorite FFL dealer. Check out Wolf, that's W-O-L-F-F-F-F, wolfauctioneers.com, and follow them on Facebook. Wolf Auctioneers, I'm sold. Welcome back, everyone. The exploring continues as we head to Bozeman, Montana. Joining us is the director of the National Avalanche Center, Dr. Carl Berkland. Carl grew up skiing in Colorado, chasing his folks around the backcountry. His passion for understanding of avalanches spans over 35 years. He has worked as a professional ski patroller, backcountry avalanche forecaster, and avalanche researcher, as well as in 1990, he founded the Gallatin National Forest Avalanche Center in Montana. And then in 1999, he co-founded the existing National Avalanche Center. I am excited to have avalanche scientist Dr. Berkland here to help prepare us for the backcountry this winter. Carl, welcome to the bend. Please tell us all what the National Avalanche Center is about. The National Avalanche Center oversees and provides program guidance for a network of 13 forest service avalanche centers around the country. And those avalanche centers provide avalanche forecasts and avalanche education to the public. So I'm curious, I did not grow up in the mountains. I love to visit the mountains. What I've kind of learned, would you say mountains can be deceiving? Yeah, especially snow covered mountains. Because people think of snow as sort of this just nice, soft blanket, and you're just going to go play in it, whether you're on a pair of skis or on a snow machine. And yet, if you get onto steep slopes, depending on the structure of the snow, you can trigger avalanches. Avalanches are actually the natural hazard that causes the most or the greatest number of fatalities, we tend to have anywhere from, say, 25 to 30 avalanche fatalities a winter. If somebody is considering going to the mountains, art, what does that entail? What are you referencing to and being prepared? So really, one of the first things you need to do is to get the forecast. So you need to, wherever you're planning on traveling to, say you're in the Midwest and you're a snowmobiler and you're planning on coming to Montana, figure out the area that you're going to, go to avalanche.org and start reading the avalanche forecast for the first couple, for the couple of weeks before, so you would actually be 
following the evolution of the snowpack and the evolution of the avalanche conditions. And that's going to give you a good clue about, you know, how dangerous or how safe things are going to be when you're there. And then the next thing you need to do is you need to get the gear. In other words, you need to get avalanche safety gear. If you are going to be going onto steep snow-covered slopes, everyone in your party should have an avalanche beacon. They should have a probe and they should have a shovel. And then they also need to know how to use that equipment. The idea being that if someone in your party gets buried in an avalanche, the other members of the party can quickly locate them with the avalanche beacon. They can pinpoint their location using the probe and then dig them up with the shovel. And then you also need some avalanche education. So you want to get the training. And right now, a lot of our avalanche programs are offering uh, virtual training opportunities. So even if you're out in the Midwest, you can still take, you can get an avalanche awareness, you know, an hour long avalanche awareness course, or even in some cases, a more sophisticated course all online. So when you're talking about this avalanche education and gear to be prepared, are you referencing, I don't know more so, maybe if people are thinking about going to the back country, or are you also including if you want to go to a local ski resort? Yeah, that's a very good point. I am just talking about folks that are going into the back country. So they're folks, you know, these are people that are going outside of the operating ski areas. Inside a ski area, there's ski patrollers, and, you know, professional ski patrollers that are taking care of the avalanche conditions. They're opening and closing terrain, typically using explosives to trigger avalanches when the avalanche conditions are bad, and essentially monitoring that to not completely eliminate the chance of avalanches, but to push it at, to such a very low level that the odds of having an avalanche inside a ski area are extremely, extremely low. What would you define as backcountry, just to kind of clarify for folks? Backcountry really consists of any place in the mountains that is outside of an operating ski area. Ski areas have areas just outside their boundaries that you can access from the ski area. And the minute you cross that boundary, you are now in the backcountry. In other situations, you're either snowmobiling or skiing into more remote terrain where there's no one out there that is looking after the avalanche conditions for you. And when you're in that situation, it's really up to you to manage your avalanche risk. And you do that by monitoring the avalanche forecast and figuring out what the conditions are and then either avoiding avalanche terrain or being very careful about how you approach avalanche terrain, having all the right gear and all those sorts of things. Have you seen an influx or an increase of people um, maybe migrating or checking out the backcountry versus other years? This past summer, we saw dramatic increases in the use of the backcountry by people going hiking, camping, mountain biking, all these things. In terms of these people that are going out into the backcountry this year, we're expecting to see a dramatic increase. We have seen equipment shops already reporting dramatic increases in sales of backcountry ski equipment, snowmobiles, and whatnot. And so we expect to see large increases in the numbers of people out in the backcountry this year in the winter. 
Do you have any first aid items that you would recommend having with us on top of the other gear you mentioned? You'd want to have, when you go out into the backcountry, you want to have a standard first aid kit. You also want to make sure that you carry enough extra clothes that you could potentially spend the night out there if something really went wrong. That's a great Um, point. I hadn't even thought about packing the extra clothing. You know, you really want to have like a nice warm extra jacket and and that kind of thing, because especially if things if you're maybe outside of cell phone coverage and things go bad late in the day, you may end up having to spend the night out there, perhaps even having a some kind of fire starter kit so that you could get a fire going. That would be super helpful, too. How should you go about maybe notifying or should a person let somebody know about them being out in the backcountry? Whenever you go in the backcountry, whether it's in the summer or the winter, it's always a good idea to let somebody know, you know, perhaps a close friend or a family member to know where you're going, what your plan is, and when you expect to be back. It's often good to have sort of a, a time frame whereby if your family member or friend doesn't hear from you, then they call search and rescue. The one thing for folks to remember is that when you go out in the backcountry and you have an emergency, a lot of the responsibility is still on your shoulders and not on folks in search and rescue. Because, for example, if you have an avalanche rescue, that person actually needs to be dug out of the snow in the first 10 minutes, ideally, um, half hour. After about a half hour, their chances of survival go dramatically down. And so really the full responsibility is on the members of the party to actually dig that person out. Time is of the essence is what you're saying. Exactly. Time is of the essence with an avalanche. And the other thing for folks to remember is that, you know, if you're out in the backcountry and you get pinned down by a storm and you might call for help, might be that they can't fly a helicopter to get to you and it might take any sort of organized rescue a very long time to get to you. So you really have to be prepared no matter what kinds of communication devices you're taking with you. You really need to be prepared for your own rescue when you go out into the backcountry those people coming to help and save you, they're coming into a dangerous situation as well. I'm imagining that there can very quickly end up being a lot of lives put at risk in a very short amount of time. That's exactly right. And this winter especially, people really need to be extra careful so that they don't have to call out search and rescue. You can imagine during a pandemic, you call search and rescue. It's impossible to social distance if you are hauling someone out of the backcountry on a litter, for example. If you learn how to recognize avalanche terrain, you can go into the backcountry and be completely safe from avalanches just by avoiding avalanche terrain. There's lots of terrain in the backcountry that is an avalanche terrain. It's not steep enough to avalanche. And you can go out and snowmobile and all these beautiful big open meadows. You can, you can go cross-country skiing and you can even do a little bit of downhill skiing on more gentle terrain and be completely safe from avalanches. Carl, thank you again for your time. I really appreciate this message. For those planning or thinking of planning a backcountry trip, visit avalanche.org for up-to-date avalanche forecasting courses and training opportunities, as well as for more information about the National Avalanche Centers across the United States. Again, 
That is avalanche.org. And remember, whenever going out on an adventure in new terrain to participate in the buddy system, help out those search and rescue teams and let somebody know the whereabouts you are exploring and for how long you plan to be gone. Whether it is a few hours or a few days, time in many cases is the one thing we cannot take for granted. Stay safe and explore away. Hey guys and gals, this is John Arman with Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV. Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV travels the back roads to the backwaters in pursuit of the ultimate adventure in hunting and fishing. Join Team UOA every week for exciting action in the crosshairs of the outdoors. Catch Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV on YouTube, Amazon Prime, and make sure to follow Team UOA on Facebook and Instagram to share in the ultimate outdoor adventure. To be known, you have to be seen. To be seen, you have to be noticed. Downtown Threads has us covered. They provide that upscale, stylish, noticeable custom embroidery design for premium clothing, apparel, and caps. They do it all for us. Downtown Threads Oklahoma has the graphic design team and knowledge to take your look to the next level and be seen. Call today, 580-237-7060, and follow on Facebook at Downtown Threads Oklahoma. Hashtag catch back if you can. Pro Rodeo fans, watch the Cowboy Channel anytime, anywhere with PRCA on the Cowboy Channel Plus. Live stream the Cowboy Channel or watch your favorite PRCA rodeos on demand. Classic PRCA rodeos added weekly. Get the PRCA on the Cowboy Channel Plus for only $9.99 a month or save 25% by signing up for a full year. Visit CowboyChannelPlus.com to sign up and start streaming today. Before I turn you all loose, let me tell you about Loeb's Lake Oahe Fishing Guide Service. I know that was a mouthful. Let me say it one more time. Loeb's Lake Oahe Fishing Guide Service. The bite is on in South Dakota. Check out Loeb's Lake Oahe Fishing Guide Service on Facebook for year-round guiding and tips on extreme walleye fishing. Updates every week on what you need to know to land those keepers. That's Loeb's Lake Oahe Fishing Guide Service. I always have a great time when I'm there. We are on to the final bend. Winter sport enthusiast Amanda Slagle stuck around and is still here. Now, Amanda, you said in the beginning of the show that you have competed in sports like snowboarding and that you didn't pick it up until your mid-30s. Inspiring. So... If someone was to take up, for example, snowboarding, are there some things to keep in mind? Well, going to be really sore. I mean, it, you fall a lot. You do. And I mean, that's part of it. If you're not humble at all, go snowboarding. You'll get humble real fast. But that's 90% of it is you just don't give up. It's like anything else. You can't have sat on the couch all year long and assume that you're going to strap on a snowboard and go be athletic and be successful doing it. You know, core exercises and stuff. I encourage people to do that all the time before you do any of that because it's hard work. I'm going to agree with you because a few years back, I decided I'm a snow skier, but I decided myself to take up snowboarding and it did not go as planned. I hurt in ways I did not think I could hurt. Mm -hmm. And after about a half a day of lessons, I went and strapped on the skis and I never skied better than I had in my entire life. 
Well, do you want to know the day that I really, really, really learned how to get up and carve and snowboard? I literally had decided. So there was this group of guys in Farmington that owned a bike shop. And I mean, I was young when I started mountain biking with these guys. And the guy that owned the bike shop, he was the downhill world champion, you know, for like 10 years in a row. I mean, this guy was a monster on a bike, you know, skills like no other. And these guys took me up and they're like, man, you got this. But I'll tell you what, by the third day, I went three days in a row when I would fall on my butt and I hid on the ice and I was like, you know what, I'm getting down this mountain and I am not falling down again. So I did. That's, that's the day that I was like, I just did it. And I think that's part of it. You just do it until you do it. That's snowboarding. Do not give up. And it's a mind over matter. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's what I used to say about running. You know, running's cake. It's the distance between your two ears that's the hardest. Once you can get past that, there is nothing you can't get past. That's it. And you know, some days you're a John Wayne, and some days you are you feel like a couch potato, but you have to do it. And, and usually, you know what I found over the years? It's the days that I get up and I'm like, I do not want to work out today. It's usually the days I go out and I hit it out of the park, too. Do you feel snowboarding is a great family activity to kind of get out and do? I'm looking at the pandemic and thinking and trying to think of things that people that are kind of sitting at home, maybe wanting to take up a new hobby or do something with their family to get outside. Would you suggest snowboarding or maybe some some other activity? Yeah, absolutely. Anything outdoors. These kids don't need to be inside, number one. And number two, you're teaching them something and they will know this for the rest of their life, you know? The biggest joy my kids have now is still going snowboarding. They love it. They will have that the rest of their lives. People think, well, we just don't have the money for that. Call up your local rec centers. Call the rec center in Durango, Colorado. I think they do snowboard and ski rentals for super cheap. Call on these classes that they have cheap. It's it's not as expensive as you think. If you want to go snowshoeing, even the colleges, like the fitness centers, it's like San Juan College in Farmington. And I'm sure they're all over. I'm just using this as an example. But, you know, you could call them up and say, hey, I have four kids and we're going to come in this morning and we want to just rent some snowshoes. You just go rent snowshoes for five bucks a pair and take your kids out in the snow and let them snowshoe. And it's the best thing that you can do for your family, I think, is getting them out and you're teaching them a lifelong habit. Well, Amanda, thank you again. Tigger is giving me the wrap it up signal. This has been a blast talking about everything from avalanches to mountains and the fun winter stuff that we can even go out and try? Remember, if you have a topic we should investigate or a tale of your own to share, send it this way. Call 305-900-BEN, that is 305-900-2363, or email bendradioshow at gmail.com. A huge thank you to everyone who came around the bend with me, producer and sound engineer Jeff Tigger Earhart, Guests, Amanda Slagle and avalanche scientist Carl Berkland from the National Avalanche Center. Our partners, Wolf Auctioneers, Ranch House Coffee, Mickey's Mustard, Downtown Threads, Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV, Loeb's Lake Oahe Guide Service, RFD TV, and the Cowboy Channel. Finally, a big thanks to all of you listeners out there that came along with us. Keep up with me, Beck all week long by following The Bend on Facebook and on Instagram at, that's the A with the circle, at The Bend Show. This is Rebecca Warner, and remember to catch Beck if you can next week on The Bend.